everyone. I'm Jen Garrett and welcome to the Move the Ball podcast. On this podcast, we are going to talk about how to succeed in business and in life by putting winning strategies into practice to help you advance faster. So if you're looking to move forward and reach that next level of greatness, then you are in the right place. Now get ready. Let's suit up, show up and move the ball. Hey everyone, Jen Garrett here. It's so great to be back with you on another episode of Move the Ball. This episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series, where I am having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. So today, inside the huddle with us and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is Kadarian Jones. Kadarian is a wide receiver who played for the Memphis Tigers, where he had a career 63 receptions for 972 yards and seven touchdowns. Kadarian is also recognized as a team leader and was named game captain for the Memphis game against Old Miss and also the Cotton Bowl game. Kadarian, welcome to the show. Hey, Jan. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, let's get it going. Yeah, I appreciate you being here with me today and uh, being willing to share your story with my listeners. So let's start off by you telling us a little bit about how did you get into football? What was your path? What's your story? Well, football came to me actually through one of my family members. Uh, I actually started off as a, a real basketball player. I had a cousin that played football at the University of Texas at Austin. He won a national championship in 2005 with Vince Young and all those awesome guys. So that kind of really sparked the interest for me to actually go ahead and, you know, want to do something on that, that magnitude of a stage and really get my chance to, you know, do what he did and be put on the national stage to, to show what I can do. So uh, after that, probably about 2006, that was my first year playing football, seventh grade, middle school, actually. So that's kind of where the inspiration came from and the, the really the want to just seeing how fun and how great that, that they look to do on TV. So that's where that came from. Great. Tell us what excites you about the game. Football is a sport that everyone really can't do. It's, it's very complex. You have to think on the move. It's exciting. It's very strategic. My position specifically is, in my opinion, the most fun on the field because, I mean, who, who doesn't want to catch the ball and go score touchdowns and make the crowd go insane? So those are some of the favorite things I like about it. I'm a very complex guy. I like to think. So football is, is right up my alley when it, when it comes to that. So you played wide receiver. In your mind, what skills do you think are important to be an effective wide receiver and an elite one? To be effective, just knowing the basics, understanding the game, learning techniques, practice, that, that goes with anything, to be elite or just being good. But those are just some of the small things. To be elite, in my opinion, I just feel like you just kind of have to have a forgetting mentality. So just to say that you might drop a pass, you have to be able to throw that behind you and play the next play, you know, and just – Keep your mind, keep your head on the swivel. Like I said, be a student of the game at all times and never and always know that uh, you can always improve and always learn. And I believe that separates you from the rest. And I think that's great because I think no matter who you are, whether you're on the football field or, or off of just playing the game of life, you should always be focused on the continual improvement and the constant learning. Yes, ma'am, for sure. So let's talk about the Cotton Bowl for a minute. Memphis was playing Penn State in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, for those of my listeners who are not familiar, the Cotton Bowl is held at AT&T Stadium in Dallas area, and you're from Dallas. So you were team captain for the Cotton Bowl. It's the final college game that you're going to play. What was it like playing that game in your hometown, and what significance did being team captain have for you? So the significance of, of just, you know, being back at home is, is 
obviously just the being back at home part. It was big for me personally because, of course, that was my last game ever as a collegiate athlete. I got to do it at home in front of my family, my friends, and the stadium that's, I believe, almost one of the best in the, in the NFL. It's, it's really a story that just, you know, couldn't have been written any better. And I was very, very appreciative of the opportunity. And it was just an overall great experience that me and my teammates, I'm pretty sure, never forget for the rest of our lives. Being a team captain, I feel like it doesn't really make a difference to how I felt about the game because all year those guys look at me as being the old head or the guy who knows the ropes. So even the games that I wasn't the captain versus the ones that I were, it didn't make a difference because as on the field, I'm looked at as a leader. So either way it goes, I have to keep my head high and keep everybody else's just as high as mine. So. Great. And you bring up a good point because when people are named captain, because of that title, you're assumed to be a leader, but you don't have to have a title to be a leader. Like anybody can exhibit those qualities and they should. So to those listening, I think that's important. Whether you have that leadership title in your job title, we can all lead effectively. Titles don't mean anything. Now, Penn State ended up winning the Cotton Bowl, but was there anything... (laughs) Was there anything that you took away from that game that you'll carry with you into this next chapter of your life? Any lessons or aha moments? So throughout the season, we had a pretty very successful season this year. A lot of games that we played, we were pretty dominant in them. Some we had to fight for. But the Cotton Bowl really taught me that, especially losing our head coach, who's a great guy, don't get me wrong. I learned that sometimes you, you do have to lean on each other a lot more than you have to lean on your coaches. At the end of the day, we're the players that are out there making the plays and are are executing what's being called. And I had to learn, you know, to really just trust the process and trust the plan because the game started out pretty good and then it, you know, kind of got out of hand just a little bit. But coming after halftime, we, you know, stepped together, leaned on each other like I'm talking about. And that kind of made the game a little bit better, even though it didn't come out the way we wanted it to. But I did walk away with that, you know, learn to lean on your brothers, learning for, you know, leaning for help is cool. Like just keeping everybody level-headed. I'm more of the mediator, I guess, out of my friend groups, the team, anything. So just keeping everybody level-headed in the locker room, and you know, it, it makes a, a better outcome than everybody panicking and, you know, stressing out about what's next. Sure. Great. Thanks for sharing. And now we all make mistakes in life, missteps, whether you're on the football field, you drop the ball, fumble the ball, or you're just in life and we drop the ball off the field to you, right? Tell us about a time where you may have fumbled either on or off the field or didn't do something you should have. And how did you pick up and keep going? Maybe my early years in college, I did fumble the ball off the field. So being new, coming from high school, going to college is a major transition that I don't think that a lot of people really may not be ready for right out the rip and that's okay that you're not ready for it because I mean over time you will learn to to become your own self and grow into who you are but one thing that I did was I had an 8 a.m English class and I had workouts my freshman year not gonna ever forget it I used to have to get up at 5 30 in the morning and be done at maybe like 7 and had at 8 o'clock I used to go back to my room and go right to sleep didn't go so I had to pay the price for that I just kind of learned that you know college tests for three things responsibility communication and uh organizations. Those things are are major to me. That's kind of what I learned from that, being responsible, being organized, and being able to communicate. And that's just something as a young book that I didn't do. But uh, getting older, I did learn those two things. and I did bounce back from that. Now I'm a happy graduate. And the thing is, we don't have all the answers. We don't know everything. And so it's these experiences that teach us, right? So it's that continual improvement and learning what habits, what things we can put into practice so that we can become more successful as we continue and get older. So share with us, what was your most memorable game and why? 
My most memorable game. I would have to go with two on that. It would probably be my freshman year against Ole Miss. We were, I want to say, 7-0 and in the country. I mean, 7-0 and in our ranking and maybe 19th in the country. Ole Miss came in ranked 13th. That's the year they had Robin and Kim Cherry, Chad Kelly, Quincy Adebayo, just a massive team of weapons. And uh, they came to Liberty Bowl. We ended up getting that W. The, the fans rushed the field. So uh, that was that was a pretty surreal moment for me. And then, of course, my second favorite game has to be the Cotton Bowl. Just, of course, again, being back at home, playing in front of fans, my friends and family. Now, was there a specific coach who may have said something to you in your football career? It doesn't have to be in college, either high school, college, or just growing up. A coach that said something to you that's really stuck with you. There's been a lot of coaches who who's played a major impact in my life. And I, I could sit here and, you know, name them all and give credit where it's due. But two that I'm really going to name that really do stick with me uh, is David Johnson. He's the uh, recruiting coordinator at Florida State now. He was at Memphis uh, from 16 to 18 with me. Uh, he was my receiver coach there. One thing that he told me was always live by, live by faith and not by sight. And for people who might not understand what that means is don't live by circumstances of what happens day to day or, you know, what you're, what you're going through on a daily basis, but live by the belief that, you know, it's going to be better one day and that you're going to get through. Another coach, uh, Anthony Jones, he's the running back coach at Memphis right now to this day. Something that he told me was just always remember your name. Like there's always going to be people who might down talk you, might bash you, somebody who's in a higher authority position might, you know, try to down talk you. But at the end of the day, just remember who you are and know that, you know, that you are worth more than what somebody may be saying to you and that you can, overcome whatever limitations somebody's putting on you. So those, those two guys really, some special guys to me. I think those are both very good pieces of advice. I mean, trust the process. Don't get caught up in the day-to-day and, you know, believe and stick with it and you'll get the outcomes that you want in life because it's easy for us to get caught up in the minutia in the, this didn't happen today and you get frustrated and flustered and instead of staying in that negative emotional state, just saying, okay, this is today. Let's focus on the bigger picture, right? And the second one, I think as we have social media now and it's become such a big part of our society, it's very easy for people to have courage behind a keyboard and just voice their opinions. And so there are going to be people that hate on us. And I think it's very important for us to remember that we are enough and that we are great people. And if somebody chooses to say something unkind, we don't have to accept that. We don't have to let that define us or drive where we're going next. We just need to stay focused on who we are and keep doing our thing. So I thank you for sharing that. What I want to do now is I want to ask you just a a few fun questions to close out our show. So tell us, what is your favorite food? My favorite food is chicken tetrazzini. For people who don't know what chicken tetrazzini is, it's basically chicken pasta. So chicken spaghetti, basically, instead with, you know, cream of mushroom soup. It's bar none. I'm sure if you had it, it would take over your top five. Gotcha. Okay. What's your favorite football movie? My favorite football movie, I actually have two. The first one is Friday Night Lights, for sure. And the second one is The Blind Side. Both great movies. I actually, when I fly a lot on Delta, they have Friday Night Lights in the catalog of movies. So I watch it often when I'm flying. It's a great movie. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite professional sports team? Anything really Dallas-based, I'm not going to lie. The Cowboys, the Mavericks, the Rangers, the Stars, any any team that's professionally based out of Dallas, I'm, I'm rocking with them because, I mean, I'm a Dallas native. I love Dallas. I'm through and through Dallas. So 
every major sports professional team that is based out of Dallas is pretty much my favorite. Great. And if you could be any superhero, who would you be and why? Any superhero? Probably Superman, just because he can do it all. And I don't think there would be anybody who would be, excuse my language, ballsy enough to, to find kryptonite, even stand toe-to-toe with Superman. So if you like anybody other than Superman who can do it all, then I, I, you're missing out. <laughs> gotcha. I like Superman, so good, good answer. <laughs> all right. So tell people, how can they follow you on this journey? How can they see what you're up to? What social channels are you on? Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter, underscore Uno Trish. That's underscore U-N-O-T-R-E-S. And my Instagram is the same exact thing, at underscore U-N-O-T-R-E-S. Great. And we'll be sure to put those in the show notes so people can follow you. And thank you so much, Kadarian, for being on the show with us today. Really enjoyed chatting with you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Jenna, for the pleasure is always mine. I thank you and you have a great one. Thank you. I wish you much success in the draft and in this next chapter. And thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode. And we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball, check out my website at www.jenniferagarrett.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.